of your giving as something he needs and don't think of your giving as something that will help him, bribe him to, to do something for you. That's not what cheerful giving is about. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Welcome back to In Grace. Today we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 in a series on stewardship. We're calling it our First Fruit series. And this message that we started yesterday is called Finding Greater Joy Than a Happy Meal. I hope that you find giving to the Lord is much more gratifying than a, than a fast food kids meal. So we're so thrilled that we can give to God. And that's really what the first of four points are in this message. Number one, giving cheerful giving is infectious. And that's what Paul is telling the Corinthians. He's saying, hey, you all were going to give an offering. And those that I told about this, these Corinthians that are going to be taking this offering, they gave because you were giving. And I really feel this is true. When we give and people see our giving is cheerful, it encourages them to do the same thing. So that's number one. Today, we're gonna to talk about cheerful giving is immediate, cheerful giving is completed, and cheerful giving is bountiful, all found in 2 Corinthians chapter nine. So this is a great study. I think this is so important. Probably one of the most important real ways to serve the Lord is to give not only of our money, but also of our time and our abilities. And so I hope that you're blessed today as we study God's Word. And then also, we have a brand new book out. It's called Healing Hurt. I wrote this based on some of the pain and struggles in my own life and my family. And I'd like to send this to you as a thank you for your gift to InGrace. Right now, we're in a matching gift campaign. So whatever you donate toward InGrace to reach more people will be doubled. And I'm gonna thank you with this brand new book, Healing Hurt, How Faith and Forgiveness Can Heal Any Heart. So give us a call today at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. One author wrote, there is a fine line between fleshly imitation and spiritual emulation. Spiritual emulation is a great thing. You see someone else doing the right thing and you want to emulate them. You want to be like them. And that's what happened with the churches of Macedonia. That author continues, a zealous Christian can be the means of stirring up a church and motivating people to pray, work, witness, and give. Think about that. The next time you're challenged to do the right thing, and when you make that decision to do the right thing, you're going to hopefully infect others to do the right thing. Obviously, this works in converse as well. So... Cheerful giving is infectious. Number two, cheerful giving is immediate. It says in verse three of 2 Corinthians chapter nine, yet have I sent the brethren lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf. So Paul's writing them, but he also had sent people back to Corinth to kind of inquire about this. And this is one of those sticky things, right? Um, you're not sure... You don't want to offend people. Maybe they already had it and they, they were about to bring it. Who knows, right? It's kind of awkward. It's kind of awkward. So he was just, hey, what's going on? Lest you should be in vain 
in this behalf or, or failed to accomplish what you've said you would do. That as I said, ye may be ready. Verse four, lest haply if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we, that we say not ye, should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. We, we don't want you to be embarrassed by this. We're trying to be delicate, but we're also addressing this. You promised, you made this commitment, you were excited. Your excitement, your zeal inspired others to give. What's going on? <laughs> okay, now, is it cheerful giving if you make a promise and it takes you two years to go through with your promise? You, you want to make a commitment, and, and it's going to take two years of income to fulfill that. I'm not talking about that. They were going to take an offering. It's that simple, and they hadn't. So if you're cheerful, you're going to act immediately on the prompting of God to do this. The difference between the Macedonian Christians and the Corinthians was diligence, Working immediately on the project, that's cheerfulness, that's excitedness. And if you're not doing your, what you said you would do immediately or quickly, then we would start to wonder about your cheerfulness, right? Although the Macedonians were slow starters. Remember, it was a year later when they made that commitment. They finished quickly. But the Corinthians were quickly willing in spirit but in flesh, they weren't accomplishing what they had committed. And you know, the Bible warns us of this. Jesus warns us of this in Matthew 26, verse 41. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. What does he say? The spirit is willing. And you're gonna be motivated when you hear a sermon, if you're reading a verse, if you hear of a need, you're gonna be motivated quickly in spirit to do something for that person or that project. But the flesh is weak. When it comes time to put your hand in your pocket and pull out the wallet and open it and take out the money, that's the flesh and that's weak. So the Corinthians were experiencing that. Let me just say this. If any promise or commitment is delayed, it can easily be dismissed or forgotten. My guess is that this commitment by the Corinthians wasn't dismissed as much as it was forgotten. Let's not let that happen in cheerful giving. Number three, cheerful giving is completed. Look at verse five of 2 Corinthians 9. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty. Whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. So the people that were coming to Corinth to remind them to hopefully get the offering, he wanted them to have the offering. He wanted this to be completed. And it goes back to immediacy, doesn't it? To, to complete the project, complete the compulsion of, of the Spirit of God, to, to complete the gift. There was a German preacher a couple hundred years ago in Germany that saw the need in his town for an orphanage. And so he 
open up an orphanage, and it was really wonderful that uh, he was able to help these, these destitute uh, children. And one day, a knock on his door by a woman, a widow, and she was very impoverished herself, and she asked this pastor if, if there's any way that he could give her a ducat, which is a golden coin. And they hardly had anything. They were really worried about making sure that they met the needs of this orphan, the, these orphans and this orphanage. And so he, he was so sorry, but he told her that he couldn't. And then she began to weep. And he, his heart was stirred, and, and he went to pray about it. He came back and said, you know what? The Spirit of God has compelled me to give you this gold coin. Now, let me just put on the brakes here real quick. There's a lot of people that will act like they're needy, but they're not. Use discretion and wisdom in this, okay? Don't be gullible. Don't be gullible. I tend to be gullible. I want to help people. I, I believe the sob stories, okay? If someone knocks on your door, and it happens all the time at the church, and they want money so that they could buy their baby diapers and formula, I would suggest that you be very careful about doing that. I know it sounds jaded, so what do you do? Well, what we do here, we don't give cash because we think that often that cash has gone to use uh, to buy not formula, but for alcohol or whatever, drugs or whatever. It's aiding in an addiction. So what we do is we say, well, we can't do that, but we can do this. So we get a box and we fill it up with food and we give it to the person. They're not usually that happy. Uh, with us. They want money for a hotel for a couple nights, so we offer them a ride to the rescue mission. Again, they're not too happy with us. But there are times when people need help, and in this, in this moment, he felt the Spirit of God wanting him to give this ducat to this woman. Two days later, he receives a letter from her of thanks, and she explained that because of his generosity, she had asked the Lord to shower the orphanage with gifts. That same day, this pastor received 12 ducats from a wealthy lady in town. He received two more from a friend in Sweden. He thought he had been amply rewarded for helping the widow, but was soon informed that the orphanage was to receive 500 gold pieces from the estate of a wealthy prince. He couldn't believe it, and he wept in gratitude for what God had done. He had been motivated. He had immediately completed this gift to this woman, even though he didn't think that they had the money to do this. And then God had blessed, showered blessings. Now, that's not why we give, folks. That's not why we give. If a televangelist says, please send us your seed money, write to him and say, why don't you give the seed money and then you'll get all that you need for your corporate jet or whatever you need to buy, okay? Again, they probably won't appreciate your comments. Let me read you Psalm 50, verse 10. It says, for every beast of the forest is mine. I just love that. And the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the beasts of the mountain." I know all the fowls of the mountain and the wild beasts of the field are mine. Many people have found out that life hurts. Why is this? 
and what can we do to heal from these hurtful experiences? Well, I've written a book called Healing Hurt, How Faith and Forgiveness Can Heal Any Heart. It's a book that comes from my personal experiences of family trials, from COVID to the loss of my father, to the loss of my wife's father, to my daughter's marriage dissolving. But God helped Karen and I and our family through these hard times and helped us heal, and God can do the same for you. I'd love for you to get Healing Hurt today. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Number four, cheerful giving is bountiful. This is great. Look at verse six. And remember, this verse comes right before the one we started with, verse seven. God loveth a cheerful giver. But I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. This is very true in the real world. If you plant sparingly, your harvest will be sparing. If you plant bountifully, your harvest will be bountiful. It's a very simple principle, and it applies to giving. Okay? There was once a wealthy man that gave a lot, and he was asked by someone, how in the world did you become so rich when you give so much away? And his response was classic. He said this, well, the Lord shovels it in and I shovel it out and the Lord has a bigger shovel. Think about that. Think about that. The bountifulness of cheerful giving. Our father doesn't need our offerings, our gifts, our money. It's all his. But he wants us to be thankful and trusting and have a giving heart. That's what he desires, like a father desires of his kids, to be finding great joy, not a momentary happiness, but a deep, lasting joy that comes from giving. Let me spend just a couple minutes talking about the, uh, the financial principles that this ministry employs when we take in money. And next time I will share with you some of the principles that we use when we spend money, okay? Uh, the Lord has, has prompted me to uh, share this with you. Many of you already know that when we take a collection, when we take an offering, we've done one in this service, that money is never alone. That money is always with two people. Uh, we have always two or more counting, especially if it's cash. But all, all money is counted Soon after the offering, it's never alone. There's never one person. There's always two. Now, does that mean that we don't trust people? No, we trust people. I, I absolutely don't have any worry at all about trusting people. The people that God has entrusted to us are honorable. They're, they're good. They're right. So you say, why always two? Well, because if ever there's an accusation, I can have proof that there was no issue. There's no problem. And once they count, they put it into a sealed bag. It's signed off by both, and it is put in a safe place for the finance office to deposit. And there's checks and balances, the people that will check that amount to make sure it's on the ledger as that amount. We also have a lot of reviews along the way when, when that money is 
uh, added to the financial software, the financial books. We have uh, the balance sheets and income statements reviewed all the time. It's reviewed by the financial staff. We have three full-time people that, that uh, handle the, the money. And I look at those reports every, at least every month. Pastor Paul Julian, our executive pastor, does as well. We also have a non-employee financial secretary that's elected. And he also, or she, will look at that money and look at all of those receipts of income, not only of offerings, but also of tuitions and other gifts and things. And then the board, our elected deacons of this church, also monthly review and accept the financial reports. So there's a lot of accountability there. There's a lot of layering. And then every year, you as a church also receive the reports and accept those. So I believe that because of those principles, because of having high accountability, where I can't just go and get money. I have to, uh, I'm very careful about that. Uh, we're very careful about that. Accounting, making sure that everything is done properly. Why? Because it's God's money. It's God's money. And so we don't want any false accusations. We haven't had any anyways over all these years. I think we've done it so properly. We bring in an outside accountant to review our, our books as well. And God has blessed us with uh, great accountability, no accusations. Uh, no one is making uh, lots of money. Uh, we are paying our pastors and our staff enough, but certainly not too much. And, and I wonder if we're not paying them enough sometimes with inflation and things that are happening. But no one is here doing it for the paycheck. I promise you that. Everyone is here doing it because we love Christ and we love the Lord and we want to give to him. So when you give your money, have assurance that we take that very seriously and that we're very careful. God delights in his children who live thankful lives, who delight in his goodness and want to share what they have been given. And they're generous and they're cheerful. They laugh when they give. And they're so excited about it. And God loves it when his children demonstrate their faith in his generosity by cheerfully giving to others that are in need. So let me ask you this question. Have we found greater joy than a happy meal today? Yes, we have. And that is demonstrating our faith in the Lord by giving of our tithes and offerings and making sure we do it promptly and how that infects other people to do the right thing and how we want to get it done in completeness, and how we see God's generosity and his bounty in our giving. And I promise you this, there are many in this church that have been giving faithfully. Once you do it, once you experience it, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why you want it, like how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to feed my family? And believe me, those are legitimate concerns. I'm not minimizing that. I'm just saying, do you trust the Lord enough to go out on faith on these things and say, I believe it is better to live with 90% and have God's favor than uh, 100% without his blessing. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Starting at 10% giving uh, beyond that, and then it becomes crazy. It becomes hilarious uh, once you see God meeting needs and, and bringing uh, abundant blessings back to you. So may we all learn in that. But one thing you cannot buy is eternal life. You can give a million dollars, and we won't say no, but you will not earn one second into heaven. 
by that donation. Uh, you will, you cannot earn or pay for eternal life. You say, well, then what am I going to do? You said that we're all sinners. We're all, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, we have, but there's hope and the hope is the gospel. And that is that God came in the flesh, the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, and died on the cross and in Jerusalem. He was nailed to the cross, a willing sacrifice for your sins. And he didn't stay dead, for in three days he rose again. That's the gospel. And if you will believe in him, you can be saved. You say, how is it possible that all I have to do is believe? Well, because that's what the Bible says. And if you really think about it logically, if we're penniless, we can't buy eternal life. If we're sinners, we can't earn eternal life. There's only one thing left, and that is to be given eternal life. And how can I receive that gift? By faith, by believing, trusting in Jesus. So let me show you what the Bible says. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that's Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him, that means to trust in him, should not perish, which is hell, but have everlasting life. Isn't that a wonderful truth? That God loves the world and anyone who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And then these verses also say very clearly that it's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. He has made sin for us, 2 Corinthians 5.21, that we might be made, watch, the righteousness of God in him. So salvation can't be bought, but it can be received as a free gift by faith, by trusting that Jesus paid for your sins on the cross. And when you do that, look what happens. You have eternal life. You say, well, what if I sin after I make that decision? Well, you will because we still have the old nature, but you're now in Christ. He is in you by the Spirit of God. You cannot get yourself out of God's hand. Don't you think God's hand is strong enough to hold you? Absolutely. Jesus paid for all of your sins on the cross. When you believe in him, trust in him alone, not a religion, not a priest or a pastor, but in Jesus, the person of Jesus and his work on the cross. When you trust in him one time, childlike faith, you have eternal life and you will never be lost. You're born again. You cannot become unborn. Now let's serve him. Let's love him. Let's give to him. Let's just see what he'll do in our lives. But it all starts at salvation, doesn't it? If you have questions about eternal life, about salvation, please contact us. Go to ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. You can go to that website day or night, anytime, or during business hours, give us a call at 1-800-78-GRACE. And you've been asking about my new book, Healing Hurt. It is now available. Got it from the printers, and we'd love to send it to you. Uh, How Faith and Forgiveness Can Heal Any Heart. And it's dealing with some hurts that myself and my family went through, my wife and I both losing our dads, my daughter's marriage uh, had serious problems, and COVID and all of the things that we've gone through, how do we recover? How do we overcome hurt, healing from our hurt? And then how can we help other people as they deal with their pain in life as well? Using scripture, as you know, we always do. I think you'll really be blessed by getting healing hurt and we're not selling it. We're just gonna thank those of you that give a gift of any amount to Ingrace by sending you this book. This book will help you. This book will help other people. 
and it will help when you support in grace and our mission to reach the world with the gospel of grace. Those that are searching for truth, we are providing the truth through just opening up the word of God and our apologetics, adventure-based radio and television programs. These are ways that we reach out and we help people and you can support that work, support the ministry, invest in grace. Right now we have a matching gift challenge and when you give to in grace, your gift will be doubled and I will send you the book Healing Hurt as my thank you, my deep thank you for supporting this ministry financially. And please don't forget to pray for In Grace. That means so much to us. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or you can go to ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. Many people have found out that life hurts. Why is this? And what can we do to heal from these hurtful experiences? Well, I've written a book called Healing Hurt, How Faith and Forgiveness Can Heal Any Heart. I'd love for you to get Healing Hurt today. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.